Hello, Criminal Mind listeners, and welcome to Criminal Minds. And this is season one, the case of Joe Goldstone, episode one, Something Bad Happened. And in this season, we will be discussing the case against Joe Goldstone. On December 30th, 2017, Joe Goldstone was arrested as a suspect for the murder of North Tahoe High School culinary teacher, Laura Harta. Goldstone worked as a janitor at North Tahoe High School for two years until eventually a few pieces of evidence from Harton's murder and a testimony from a witness led him to become a main suspect. Joe pled non-guilty but was sentenced to life in prison on April 8, 2018. There are many people that do side with Joe Goldstone. After all, he was very involved with his community and had a way with people. I decided to talk about this case for the first season because it seemed very messy to me. There were ma- there have been many articles this past year explaining why he is innocent and why Hartung's husband should be the main suspect. We want to find out whether Goldstone is truly guilty or was just falsely convicted. We want to find out who really murdered Laura Hartung. I was able to get in contact with Joe's wife to get a deeper look at this case. Initially, think when you found out 
was a main suspect for the murder of a high school teacher, Laura Hart Tucker. Honestly, I can't really think of anything bad about Joe. Like, something just about him as an individual. I mean, there were obviously problems relationship-wise, but when it comes to him as an individual, I honestly think he's close to perfect. Um, I've never even had a bad thought about him, regardless of all the arguments that I've had with him. Um, so when I found out about him being a main suspect for the murder of a high school teacher, and I'm saying this with all due respect to Hartung's family, is that I don't think it's true at all. And I'm very sorry, but I'm sure that Joe would never do it. And if it weren't and if it were an accident, I'm pretty sure he would have owned up to his mistake. And I'm not saying this to try to protect myself from the truth, as many people would probably imagine, but I know the truth. And I'm also not saying this because I love him and because I'm his wife or whatever people may think. But I actually do feel like I'm the only person in the world that knows Joe way too well. Like, I really know him. And everything in my body tells me that this situation is wrong and that it's off. I can understand what you're, what you're telling me, Coulston. But do you think people think that you are saying this because you are his wife? Yes, definitely. Like I said, like I mentioned um, earlier, um, there is no doubt that the public sees it that way. I mean, I've lost many friends and even family members because they think it's disgusting that I believe that Joseph is innocent. What they don't know is that it's not my belief. I really know that Joe couldn't have done that, even if I don't have some evidence myself to prove it. People just assume that because I'm his wife, I'm gonna try and be, like, supportive or... I don't know, but it's not that way. Okay, so tell me about how Joe reacted when he was being held accountable for this crime. Do you remember any of it? Uh, yes. I actually remember this day because it's very traumatizing. It was a Sunday afternoon. It was around, I want to say, 8pm. And there was a knock at the door. Joe and I were both home watching TV, but I went to get the door and the police officer was looking for Joe. So Joe came up to the door as fast as he could, as soon as he heard his name, and I could read him completely. He wasn't scared, he was relaxed, he looked bothered, and he probably thought it was something minor. But when he heard he was under arrest, he looked very confused. He was he looked angry and scared, but he cooperated with authorities. Okay, so what you're telling me, so to you, his reaction looked like he was just as surprised as you were, is that correct? Yeah, of course, I could tell that he was honestly way more surprised than I was, which is why I know that Joe has nothing to do with this situation. Okay, now when you heard about the evidence and the testimony the statement, because you did go to court, right? What do you think about that? I honestly thought that it was, it's not true. Um, the so-called 
the evidence I got Joseph into jail or prison is weak. Apparently, there were two witnesses and one piece of evidence. One, one of one of Joseph's gloves, uh, which he was wearing that day. But for the record, it contained no DNA from Hartun. Now, one of the witnesses, a 16-year-old, who saw Joseph, Joseph enter Miss um, Hartun's classroom while. She was still in the room, and another witness, which was a 17-year-old boy who saw a man, but not his face, strangling Harton. However, they don't know for a fact that that man strangling Harton to death was Joseph. And it's really weird to me that that boy who saw Harton be strangled to death um, didn't call the authorities until he drove off. Like, that seems off to me, and I'm pretty sure that Mrs. Goldstone said to the to our interviewing team had me thinking about this case way more. What if the witness who saw Harton being strangled has something to do with her death? What if it is really true that Joseph wasn't responsible for the death of Laura? The evidence is simply not good enough, according to Mrs. Goldstone, and neither are the witnesses' testimonies. So I decided to get in contact with the first witness, 18-year-old Ashley Reed, who was 16 at the time that she witnessed Joe entering Hartung's room the day that she was murdered. Unfortunately, Ashley did not want to be recorded, but in summary, the main things that I got from our short interview was that, one, Ashley saw Goldstone walking into Hartung's room at approximately 2.50 p.m., Two, Ashley remembers this clearly because she was being picked up by her mother at this exact time. And three, Ashley remembers Mr. Goldstone saying hello to her before walking into Hartung's room. I also forgot to mention that Joe Goldstone did not work that day. Another janitor named Michael Johnson did, but not until 6 p.m. So what was Joe doing in that in the school? Now, after gathering some information from the witness from the first witness myself, I decided to reach out to Jonathan Brown, who was a junior at the time he witnessed Laura being strangled to death, and I was able to gain some information. Stay tuned to hear about what Jonathan witnessed in detail in episode 2.